it's not everyone serving the doctor to keep them functional. It's the doctor working as the head of the team to help the team help patients. Welcome to the ACO Show. I'm Josh Israel. You're about to hear my interview with Dr. Jennifer Aloff. Dr. Aloff is a family practitioner at Midland Family Physicians in Midland, Michigan. She grew up in Midland and actually joined the practice of the physician who had taken care of her growing up. We talked about the evolution of the practice from old-fashioned fee-for-service into the world of value-based care, and in particular, how Allidate's data platform, known as the Allidate app, has helped the practice make this transition. This episode was produced by Hannah Posner and Brittany Barnes, and we bid a proud goodbye to our very first ACO show producer, the multi-talented Erin Wang, as she moves on to medical school. I'm here with Dr. Jen Aloff, who is a local medical director for Allidade and also part of a family practice in Midland, Michigan. Uh, welcome, Dr. Aloff. Thanks, Josh. Good morning. Can you first tell us a little bit about your practice? What's it like? Sure. Um, we are a independent private practice in my hometown of Midland. And right now we have um, three family physicians, a pediatrician, and three PAs in my practice. What sort of services does your practice provide? Uh, so we do outpatient uh, medicine, but we do, um, you know, traditional uh, family medicine with, uh, we do quite a few procedures, skin procedures. We have on-site uh, digital radiology. We do Holter monitors and um, colonoscopy um, and other basic family medicine type procedures. And how did you make your way to Allidate? What brought you to an organization trying to move towards value-based care rather than just standard fee-for-service medicine? Sure. We, you know, we had kind of a long journey to getting here. Um, back in the early 2000s, Blue Cross Blue Shield in, uh, implemented uh, patient-centered medical home initiatives in the state of Michigan, um, and we started participating in those in around 2008, 2009. Um, but in our initial experience with that, um, we were not yet on an electronic medical record, and we really found that we were just kind of uh, doing checkbox medicine. So, you know, I, I kind of say it's a check a box and get a nickel. And we just felt like we weren't implementing um, true, meaningful practice transformation at that point that was providing um a transformative experience in how we were providing care to our patients. So um, after doing about a year or two of the PCMH type initiative, we actually took a pause and said, you know, we need to rethink how we're delivering healthcare. And uh, so in 2011 was when we eliminate or when we implemented our EHR and then started back into uh, patient-centered medical home because we felt that we could, at that point, really start doing more team-based care, more proactive uh, care, and doing things like um, looking at, you know, group visits and um, electronic visits and patient portal and those types of things that really uh, were more meaningful transitions. And so, from 2012 to 2017, we were really focused on that Blue Cross program of patient-centered medical home um, that was then administered through our local um, organized system of care physicians organization of independent physicians driving improved costs and quality. And in 2017 was when the OSC said, you know, we think the next step to moving towards um, improving practice for our independent physicians is joining an ACO. And that's how we got involved with Allidade. And how's that gone for you, that transition? The transition's been great. Um, the biggest thing 
that I think was the game changer for our practice and for the practices in our ACO was instituting the app. Even through the times that we were doing PCMH, while we were able to, you know, work through a patient registry and um, expand our office hours and have a patient portal, and we, we've had some evidence of, you know, lowering ER usage and ambulatory care-sensitive hospitalizations, um, we still were doing mostly checkbox type of uh, programs, and it was all reactive type of care. It was all, um, all of our incentives were based on claims data that was a year or 18 months old, um, and the app was really what let us become more proactive in managing our patient population. So that's where I think we really uh, kind of leveled up to uh, the next level of population-based care. Yeah, so let me uh, go into a little more detail there. Ever since I've been at Allidade, there's been this ongoing discussion Um should we try to get all the physicians onto a single EHR or should we try to give them population health data in another platform? And when we think about getting them all on the same electronic health record, the obvious upside to that is that then everything is standardized. If we have an initiative, we can get it out to the practices and it will be in the data platform that they're already using every day. The downsides of that though are pretty big, which is that it's very disruptive for a physician practice to switch EHRs. Um, and some are just not going to go along with that anyways for lots of valid reasons. And so it would limit the ability for Allidade to grow um, and work with new practices. So we've made the decision to try to get population health to the physicians in a different platform, which we refer to as the Allidade app. Um, and so what's been your experience with the app? What is it that was game changing about it for you? So, you know, I think that, uh, number one, being able to be proactive and look at our patient population, you know, be able to mine the data out of the app to say, which of your hypertensive diabetic patients have had ER visits in the last six months or the last 90 days, and then be able to proactively reach out to those patients to prevent future ER visits has been very, very helpful. Um, you know, I, I talked about uh, that when we first started using the app, it was kind of like drinking from the fire hose because it, we went from a dearth of data and really being all only reactive to now we had all of this proactive data and it was really hard to mine through what were the things that were meaningful that we wanted to change. So between 2017 and 2020, um, I think that Allidate has done some things that really have been effective at helping us um, use the app more effectively. Um, when they added, you know, preventive maintenance, more like a patient registry to say, here's your, here's your immunization status on this patient. Here's when they had their colonoscopy. Here's when they had their mammogram. So having that accessible right at a one-stop shopping uh, platform on the app, as opposed to having to necessarily mine through the chart. Like in my EHR, um, if we don't take those reports and then update the face sheet manually, that data isn't accessible without having to run a special report. But with the app, I can just look right at the huddle print and go, oh, they looks like they're due for a mammogram. I better double check that. Um, so it's very, very helpful to have that right in front of us when we're pay, uh, you know, facing the patient in the exam room or, or even on telemedicine these days. How does it go for you toggling between two platforms as you're trying to get through your busy day? 
Um, so for me, I tend to utilize the app. Personally, I log in first thing in the morning and I look through uh, what patients I have upcoming. And it takes me just a couple of minutes to look through the list and see, oh, yeah, I actually remember to make sure I document that patient's peripheral arterial disease or look through, you know, outstanding risk opportunities. Um, now, one of the big game changers has been identifying uh, the coronavirus COVID risk of different patients, whether they're at high or intermediate risk. So we can make sure that when we're interacting with patients, we're um, encouraging them to stay safe and stay at home and make sure that their health is optimized to help ameliorate that risk. So um, that's been that's been very helpful. But um, the other thing that many practices and most of the other physicians in my um, group are doing is they get a printout every day of their patients that gives them their, you know, that we call it the huddle print, and it gives them a list of um, their current, you know, high-risk coding opportunities, patients' recent hospitalizations, um, maybe medications that may be at risk of non-adherence. So it gives us a work list of things that we may want to address to help maintain the health and well-being of our patients. I think a lot of people who aren't in the weeds of healthcare are still just very surprised when they learn how little EHRs do, that they are excellent at recording what happens between a doctor and a patient in the room. And they're very, very good at submitting bills, but they're not great at communicating with the outside world. That if a patient has something done at an outside hospital or has labs or radiology done elsewhere, gets admitted to the hospital, any number of things, that EHR is a, is a walled garden. It's a closed system and doesn't integrate those things. You know, like you said about mm -hmm. immunizations or preventive tests that happened elsewhere. Um, is, is that the part that you're finding most helpful in the app? It, it sounds like it's, it's that flow of data that's, that's bringing the extra uh, benefit to your practice. Yeah, absolutely. It's really having that data available at our fingertips um, because, like you said, EHRs are really excellent at tracking billing, and, um, but they aren't very good at helping doctors work through processes and how they think clinically as they're managing patients. And, um, and there's a lot, it's not unlike having to flip through a patient chart. You kind of kind of file through and find, okay, uh, where was that mammogram? It should be under the mammogram tab. No, it's under the miscellaneous tab. Whoops, that's the wrong spot. Oh, the date didn't get updated. Oh, that, you know, so we can spend a lot of time spinning our wheels. Um, there's still a lot of manual data management. And what the app has done is really automated a lot of that data for us so that it's much easier to access, um, you know, at our fingertips, looking at updated information and also proactively looking forward to say, you know, in 2019, this patient was diagnosed with um, high risk condition of atrial fibrillation. You haven't yet billed that for this year. It hasn't been addressed this year. And then that triggers me to go, I better talk to them about their AFib and make sure that that's stable. Um, so it helps us be more proactive as opposed to just reactive to what is coming in front of us. Now, I know at this point in, in my own life, when I buy a new piece of technology and I, I have to read the instructions to it, I feel like, oh no, not a, not another piece of technology I have to learn that's going to get you know, out of date in six months anyway. When you are speaking to other physicians in the ACO, how do you help them come around to trying to use a new piece of technology such as the Allidade app? Yeah, it is challenging, I think, to add uh, additional 
you know, clicks and an additional program you have to open up. And it's just that one extra step that busy clinicians oftentimes feel like they don't have time to take. Um, so I do try and uh, meet them where they are. So if they're not quite ready to dive into doing the app themselves, then a lot of times we'll use our practice transformation specialists to reach out to their staff to make sure that they're at least getting the huddle printout in front of them for their visits. Um, but the other thing we do is we meet each month with our practices and have a clinical call, uh, which is a video conference. And a lot of times I'll share my screen and just show them, oh, here's your huddle print for today. Here, see this patient needs, make sure that you um, identify their COVID risk. Or um, here is your ACO management tool. You can look at what percentage of your patients are current with their AWVs and, you know, how close are you to your goals for that? So I try and show them just in real time, you know, how easy it is to move through the app and how accessible the data is. One of the things that I have seen that's especially useful about having the Allidate app rather than Allidate depending on physicians using all the same EHR that, that we don't have any control over is when we want to make rapid changes, when we want to be nimble, it lets us do that. And for example, we're, we've been right in the middle now, of course, of the COVID-19 outbreak, and we have wanted to get some information out to practices so they can know which of their patients might be most vulnerable to COVID. We want to provide information on how to address it. So I know you had some thoughts on, on that. Can, can we speak to those? Sure. Um, you know, I really do think um, that Allidade this year has started to focus on kind of four key elements of being able to manage your population effectively to uh, improve health outcomes, but also lower costs. And those four, what we call the core four, are ER utilization, um, transitional care management for people coming out of a nursing home or out of the hospital, managing risk, and then making sure that people are keeping up with their uh, health and wellness with their annual wellness visits. And when we came up against the uh, COVID situation, I think that Allidade really deserves some great kudos in being able to pivot their messaging on the core four to say, you know, right now, AWVs are going to be are going to fall lower on the risk. We really want to help keep people out of the ER. We really want to make sure that people who have been hospitalized or have had an acute event are getting follow-up so that we don't end up bouncing back to the hospital. So they were able to pivot those um, core four goals and really communicate that effectively with the practices, which has been awesome. Um, the other thing, a couple of things that they have done is they have provided us with a ton of useful and very um, helpful information for managing the COVID situation, which has been so rapidly evolving. And so they added right on to the app links to their patient-facing resources, links to, uh, you know, uh, business um, rescue type of sites and uh, any other type of, uh, you know, business enhancement sites and uh, policy and procedure changes through CMS and through uh, the feds and even down to the state level. So um, that's been very helpful to have a one-stop place to be able to access that. And of course, the, they've also um, highlighted our patients based on risk factors who were going to be our greatest at greatest risk of complications or mortality from COVID. And we have actually have a work list that we can go through and reach out to those patients and make sure that they're maintaining their health and safety to lower their risk for COVID complications. We sometimes feel like we overwhelm the provider with our work list, you know, because in primary care, you know, the work is really never done. You can give people lists of 
patients who have blood pressure that's too high. We have a list of patients whose glucose is too high and suggest that PCPs reach out to them. Are, are there other work lists you have found helpful? Yeah, well, I, you know, personally, I love going in and uh, doing a work list myself. Like uh, we had um, identified that patients with renal failure and depression are at increased risk of hospitalization. And so I was able to say, hey, where are my, you know, chronic kidney disease patients who also have depression and work that work list myself? But another work list that, that came out this year that has been really uh, useful, I think, is what's called the Medicare Age-In work list. And that list lets us know which of our patients in our population should be coming on to the Medicare, um, you know, into the Medicare program um, within this next year. And then we can reach out to them proactively to say, hey, your insurance is going to change and some of the things offered by your insurance are going to change. Here's ways we can help you manage those and get them used to, this is what to expect with Medicare. This is what an annual wellness visit looks like. Um, these are the things that we wanna help you with as you, um, you grow in age. So it's been um, a positive thing for us to, again, proactively reach out to those patients as opposed to waiting until they're having an issue. You know, it's great to hear you say that even the word proactive, right? That is sort of the the heart of preventive care and what an accountable care organization is going for, not just waiting for patients to get sick or need certain services, but to reach out to them ahead of time and, and prevent it. Thanks. That's my favorite thing about family medicine. The app is going to be an ever evolving piece of technology. When you think of ways to improve it, what comes to mind for you? Well, I think um, there are a couple of things that we need to address as the app continues to evolve. Um, one of the things is that we need both an organizational culture and the support of technology to succeed in doing population management and value-based care. So, you know, not only do we need to continue to support by enhancing the technology, but we also need to make sure that the culture, and we're supporting that as we move forward in this ever-changing environment of healthcare. Um, the other thing is, you know, I think that we need to be uh, a little bit careful as far as making uh, changes too quickly or too aggressively. Doctors uh, can be a little bit of a control freak and fairly competitive. Um, and I think particularly those who work in independent practices because they value their independence. So I think that, you know, we need to be um, cautious about how we roll out some of those changes. Um, just think about when you go to the grocery store and they reorganize the aisles and the data that or the, the item that you're looking for, you can't find because it moved to someplace else that makes you nuts. So um, I think we need to also make sure that while we do enhancements to the app, that the familiar and the well-loved usable tools are still very accessible. Um, and then I think the final thing that's a real opportunity is we need to uh, tackle the field of dreams phenomenon that if you build it, they will come. And that is, you know, continuing to support our physicians and their staff um, in using the power of the app as effectively as possible. So the app is only as powerful as those who are using it. So we have to make sure that we continue to support the staff and support the docs in getting the most out of the app that they can. It's generally not enough to have a good piece of technology. You have to have a, a culture that's receptive to innovation. How do you think you, you cultivate that? I think that needs to come from the top down. Um, you know, so when I first started in medical practice, um, we, we had a good culture as far as um, every, you know, 
employees knew patients well, and we tried to have enhanced services and open access hours, Saturday hours, and that type of thing. Um, But we still were kind of in that old paradigm of the practice functions to make the docs money. And while we do want physicians to be successful, I think that they need to sometimes step back and see that they can be more successful by sharing and delegating um, their responsibilities. And But then they also need to recognize that as they're sharing and delegating those responsibilities, they also need to share in the rewards of the team that is making that improved um, achievement, be it paid for performance or shared savings. They need to share in that with their team members because no doctor can do it alone. You need a team to support you in this uh, in this realm because it's it's not everyone serving the doctor to keep them functional. It's the doctor working as the head of the team to help the team help patients. Dr. Jennifer Aloff of Midland Family Physicians, great speaking with you. Thank you so much, Josh.